This is Holding the Baby, an on-the-record podcast. In 1980, in Waltham Forest, a handful of mothers with a common cause came together to form a group. They all felt the need for cheap and flexible local daycare for the under fives. There wasn't any, so they decided to provide some themselves. By 1985, the group had registered as a cooperative and a playgroup, and the following year they were recognized as a daycare nursery. In just six years, that initiative of a few local mothers had grown to become the first neighborhood cooperative nursery. Goodness. I remember walking in, seeing this huge hall full of running kids and being completely lost. <laughs> I, I was seven months pregnant and I had a one-year-old. Um, I remember the meetings, which were always quite um, lively in discussion. I remember the endless weekends of repairing uh, stuff that needed in the hall. And I remember the support that I had from people when I was lost. And most of all, I remember how, how happy my children were. Hi, my name is Tanya and I am from On The Record, an oral history company um, and I'm in conversation with Eva. Eva, would you like to tell me a bit more about yourself? My name is Eva Turner. I am a Waltham Store resident of 32 years. I um, have been a member of the Cooperative Nursery. I joined the co-op um, in February 1987. Can you please tell me what made you start this project about the first neighbourhood cooperative nursery? It was a, a very personally important time for me. It was time when I was new, like most of the parents who were new to Walthamstow, who didn't have kind of background of families and friends who could help them with childcare. Many of them needed to go to work for financial reasons. Uh, I was in very much the same situation. Looking at the provision of childcare in the 70s and 80s, we've got the experience of Indra Southgate, and she described her son's experience of childcare before sending her two daughters to the co-op nursery. Her job made it hard for her to assess childminders properly. I was working in an a and &E department and one of my colleagues who also was working in a and &E was uh, staying with a childminder, renting a room there. So one day he came to me and he said to me, um, I just want to let you know it's not safe for your son to be there. And when I questioned him and I said, why? And he said, no, your son was crying and he was locked in his room and the childminder has gone shopping. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? You know, he was not really nice. And I cried all the way home. 
uh, very upset about my son and I had no choice but to look for another child manager very quickly. Um, that, what that means is I wasn't able to look around properly, I wasn't able to assess somebody properly because my work at the time, you were not able to do part-time in those days, it was really hard. Is there anything in Indra's experience which reminds you of your own experience of childcare? I had a childminder uh, who minded quite a substantial number of children. I don't remember whether it was nine or ten in her living room. And I walked in before the work in the morning and the TV was on and all the kids were sitting in front of the TV and I came back and uh, to fetch them in the afternoon and all the kids were sitting in front of the TV and when I asked what they were doing, they were sitting there watching the television. Uh, there was no activities. They were literally kept indoors and safe. Looking at setting up alternative childcare provision, we have Jackie Fulton and she was involved in laying the foundation for the creation of a co-op nursery. She talked about how meetings were planned and organised by parents. We always had places we went, so the conversations were always ongoing. Because if you went to the park with your children, you, you, you could talk co-op nursery stuff. It was always a place where you would get chatting time, which was, which was where I think a lot of the ideas moved forward. You know, where we were just all informally catching up. And then so by the time you came to a meeting, you know, our heads had moved forward quite, quite, quite a, a big chunk, and our meetings were quite, our meetings were quite businesslike. Eva, can you imagine a world where every single nursery would be set up and managed by parents? I can. Whether it's a realistic vision is a, a, another issue. Um, maybe not all nurseries need to be managed by parents, but I think they certainly need parents' input and parents' participation. Um, the, the views differ, but the, the experts, in quotes, are the people who should be managing nursery provision, or whether it should be the parents. On the other hand, going back on some of the experience I had at the co-op, the fact that I've given birth to two children uh, was a sufficient um, experience for many of us to be assumed to know anything about childcare. When it comes to ensuring the best possible development of children in their care and how the co-op nursery made sure that it provided this, we've got Dorothy Shepherd who um, she was a staff member at the co-op nursery. I remember sitting with the children and making rules and they had their own set of rules. And I always remember somebody saying, you know, because we were saying, what are the rules? What are the things we can do and what we need to do to make sure that we all have a good time and we're safe and blah, 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 blah. And I remember somebody saying, don't tread on the babies. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy was a staff and she was very experienced staff already then. Part of her job 
would be giving children that freedom and including them uh, in the decision-making of the overall court rules. I think that was really important. Uh, it was extremely progressive at the time. So when we look at the court nursery's role in fighting social injustice, we've got the experience of Adrienne Leonard. She was a full-time working parent and she really liked the freedom and the ethos of the co-op nursery. Oh, I think that we did also have a very strong um, anti-sexist ethos. And mm. I felt that you know, there was quite a lot of um, encouragement for boys to participate in activities that they perhaps saw as girls. What's your reaction to what Adrian just said? <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? Hang on. <laughs> I find nothing particularly strange about this. We were uh, very specifically careful about making sure that boys and girls had access to everything. Boys played with dolls and cooked and did all that. The girls played with um, te technical stuff. They had hammers and nails and by creating and building things. I think that's really interesting. And also we've got Liz and Siva Munyandi. I think there was much more emphasis on men being a part of childcare that didn't come across to me in other groups or at school or anything. Mm -hmm. So I think that was very clearly something that was valued and encouraged. Does the nursery tell us anything about how social change can happen? Definitely. In those days, and you're talking sort of almost 30 years ago, seeing dads with children wasn't very common. And seeing dads taking active part in childcare wasn't at all common, really. So the fact that we had few men, not many, at the co-op who actively took part and wanted to take part and were encouraged was quite unusual and very important. It was important to the children. I think it was very important to the women who, who came as members or even as drop-ins. And um, it did signal a social change, hopefully. These days you see many young men with very small children taking care of them, child caring, sharing with their partners. So hopefully that change is now firmly established, certainly in this part of the world. And I hope it will continue so. So sort of looking at the relationship between the parents and the staff at the co-op nursery, we've got Veronica and Roy Pickering, and they sent their two children at the co-op nursery. Do you remember what the relationship between parents and staff was like? Oh, that's a good question. Fraught. Fraught, yeah. Tricky. Mm. It was almost at times us and them. And I think the staff found it very difficult dealing with us because we were pretty dominant parent group and, and mm. very strong ideas of what we wanted. You eat your dinner. 
Do you think that the tensions arising between parents and staff were inevitable? They were inevitable. All of us starting had a very steep learning curve. We knew what we wanted. We didn't know how, how to put it into practice. Quite often, certainly I didn't. We employed staff who were the experts. And experts are experts. They know what they want, they know what to do, they know where to go, and they're not always able or willing to release some of that power from their vision. The co-op nursery has changed many lives and Saroj Taylor was a paid parent staff. She praises the co-op nursery for giving her strength and confidence. Well, it became, uh, I became a bit more confident in sort of doing my own thing. Because at one point, you know, I just sort of going into my own shell and thinking, I can't do this, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, you know. But then being at co-op, given that freedom to just go ahead and do, you know, bring, you know, whatever ideas, I said, yeah, go for it, go for it, you know gave me that confidence to, yeah, I can do this. I think that is a wonderful piece of evidence. I think Saraj wasn't the only one. I think the co-op has transformed lives of a number of staff, but also a number of parents, including mine. And I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted this project to go ahead. Um, I, I believe that this quite a unique experience for all of us was transformative because we have all learned a huge amount of uh, stuff, not only about childcare, but about ourselves, about our politics. We made friends and friendships which lasted a lifetime. This episode was produced by Tanya Orbilak and Rosa Schling. Thank you to Eva Turner and everyone who shared their experiences with us. Doing It Ourselves recorded the history of the first neighbourhood cooperative nursery and was funded by the National Lottery Heritage Fund. <laughs>